Mongo, we are back and we are one week away from NFL regular season football. The preseason is closed, training camps are over for the most part, and we are about eight, nine days, I believe, away from that Thursday night game. And then we have a full slate of NFL games that following weekend. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel great. I mean, I I'm I was so excited. I mean, honestly, I mean, cut day was just so uh, emotionally nerve wracking. Just watching some of the players, um, yeah, that I wanted to make the roster, and then today, like it was kind of today was like the after like the aftershock. It was like okay, now who's sticking? So like, I feel like I'm just on an emotional roller coaster from that that I haven't even begun to think about the Giants playing the Denver Broncos. Uh, I know. Two I feel, Sundays. I feel the same way. And to hit on what you just said, like, yeah, the initial cuts were made yesterday and, you know, like it's still happening today. I was listening to the Pat McAfee show this morning. I think it was their show from yesterday. Yeah. As an ex-player, he obviously knows this cut and, you know, making the team process pretty well. And he was like, all right, guy, you made the initial 53, but it's not over yet. You know, yeah. like, he almost made it seem like there's multiple waves of players getting cut and players getting signed. And he was talking about how some player, you know, veteran players, their, their salary isn't guaranteed until like next Saturday. So they're not really safe and safe until next Saturday when they get that first paycheck. I heard all of that on the Pat McAfee show today, but it just, it's just interesting of what you were saying. Like, started yesterday still going on and these moves are being made as we speak yeah i've been i've been hearing rumors about like who the giants are going to sign like like every every hour i feel like there's like a new rumor out like okay the giants are signing this guy back or they're getting this guy back oh he's gonna be on the practice squad he might play if saquon's out or yeah there's just there's a lot of rumors swirling and and like you said like the dust doesn't settle um because i mean teams you know they they make their initial cuts and then they go see what's out there um, player wise. And, and then they do that again and again until, um, until they've claimed all the players that that they have on their, on their list in terms of the ones that they're looking to get, whether it was post draft that they weren't able to sign or even from a few years out, like a lot of teams, like I players a few years out and, and he finally becomes available after cuts and they're able to snag him. I mean, Exactly. I mean, yeah. and we'll, I mean, and we'll talk about that as we get going through the pod yeah. of this whole process and, you know, the development of a NFL roster. But with that being said, why don't we move right into first down and you can recap a little. We missed last week's um, episode per se. I was traveling to New Jersey to come see you. You know, yeah. we had a little bit of uh life events going on so we didn't record last week so we actually have two preseason games to talk about so in our first down segment mongo why don't you recap what you saw almost as a whole from the giants preseason weeks two and week three games yeah yeah i mean there was there was a lot going on those two games i mean we had the the cleveland game which um, which still featured a lot of our, our second and third string players. 
and we saw Matt Cole, a guy we talked about on the last episode. He was playing corner for us. So we learned the skills in the Jets organization is what you're telling me. Ah. The, the Jets are very skilled at cutting good players. I think that's that's the number one key part of the Jets' history. <laughs> um, uh, um, but, yeah, so we saw Matt Cole get some some action at corner. And, yeah, I mean, it was mostly twos, though, twos and threes. Um, Brian Lewerke put on a pretty good show out there um, when he came in. And I think David Sills – I feel like the, the two games – like David Sills almost didn't come off the field until like the end of the third preseason game because the Giants were just trying to figure out the end of their receiver depth chart. Right. How does he fit in? How can he, you know, potentially make this team? Yeah. Yeah. Does he have, is he talented enough to make the team based off of offensive alone? Because like somebody like him, like he really didn't, he didn't, he didn't bring any special teams value. And that's something we're going to talk about when we get into like the roster breakdown, but a lot of these players that made the squad for the Giants, like especially on the back end, was a special teams value. They were contributors on special teams, and um, and that's I mean that's what you're going to play in the regular season. Like I know you're getting starter reps and you're you know you're getting offensive and defensive reps like during during like the preseason, but like you're not going to be playing receiver. You're not going to be playing. D line, like when the season comes about, like you're going to be playing on those special team units. Right. So, um, is there any? Go ahead. Yeah. No, you got it. I was going to say, so is there anything that really stuck out in these past two preseason games that you want to hit on before we keep moving? I think for me, I think uh, there was off the top of my head right now, there's two things. It was O'Shea. O'Shane Zimenez, I think he looked really fresh coming off an injury last year. I think that he's going to – him and Lorenzo Carter are going to be key contributors for us off the edge this year. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if those are our two leaders in, in sacks. Maybe throw Jabril Peppers in there. He's a he's a sleeper that a lot of people are talking about. Um, he, yeah. He's got some athleticism. Yeah, I mean, and he's going to be in the box more this year. Down low in the box and, you know, put some pressure – on the quarterback, but also play that safety position in a traditional way as well. Yeah. And, and, and then the second thought, and this kind of, and I'll talk, I'll touch on this a bit more when we talk about John's roster and some of the moves they made, but I think it was really telling for me that they made a lot of moves and and two trades for the offensive line Um, prior to cut day and during cut day. I just, I felt like watching the line. Um, we were rotating so many of the backups in, and and I honestly like nobody really flashed for me um, that w- that was on a roster during those games, and 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 I and we need help. You know, Shane Lemieux. You know, he might not be ready for Week One. You know, our tackle situation doesn't look great. Like we need somebody who's been out there for some starts, and um, yeah, yeah, going after Billy Price on the Bengals who hasn't really fared that well was something that, uh, you know, we'll see if it pays off. We'll see if, you know, we slide him into guard or if he's going to play center and, and we slide Nick Gates out to guard. But I think it's just really telling that like the giants went on, went after the offensive line pretty hard, like um, right prior to cut day. Well, that is a little bit of a question I have for you based on this, you know, end of the preseason. I know that it was probably mostly twos, 
or yeah. you know, I don't know how the Giants di- um, divvied up the playing time along the offensive line. Yeah. But when Daniel Jones did play in the preseason finale, he seemed to be running for his life. Whether that's twos or the starters, does that concern you at all? You know what I mean? Because say yeah, go on, you know, go on and face him. Those are the guys that you're putting in to protect Daniel Jones. Yeah. Is how big of a concern is is that offensive line for you? And I know we've talked about it a little bit in prior episodes. Um, yeah, I think for me, I want to see who we roll out there week one. If we roll um the two the uh, Billy Price and I think the other guy's Brett um Brett from the Ravens. Um we traded for him right before. Yeah. Um Bedeson. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Um so if if they're if they're if he, if both of them are out there starting for us, I think I'll be I'll feel a little better because they have a lot we've had a lot better experience than some of the guys we have. And even, you know, talking about Billy Price, like he wasn't really that successful with the Bengals. Um, but I, I just can't see how we can go with our current offensive line in week one. Cause it's, I mean, Vaughn Miller and Bradley, Bradley Chubb are coming yeah. off the edge and our tackles haven't looked good against Carl Lawson. Um, not saying Carl Lawson, Carl Lawson is a very good rusher, but right. He's not he's not Von Miller or Bradley Chubb. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, but you know who you are gonna be able to roll with is Blake Martinez. Yeah. That was one heck of an interception he made um off Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who's known for more of his role, you know, coming downhill and tackling, and honestly, I mean, he's he's a pretty big catch tackler. Um, that's how, that's why his tackle numbers are usually so high, but I, I mean, that gave me some that gave me some hope because I I know that right now like it's either going to be Reggie Raglan or Carter Coughlin next to them next to yeah. him and well I mean Carter Coughlin's a former edge rusher so hasn't really had coverage skills and Reggie Raglan is is a thumper right so so it gave me a little bit uh it, it gave me a sigh of relief to see that we that Martinez was able to run down the field like that right. So in second down, um, I was just going to talk about the Jets um, end of the preseason, their weeks two and three. Um, And it's almost opposite of the Giants preseason finale. The Jets did the whole traditional rest your starters in the final game of the preseason. So in week three, that's a little tougher for us to, I think, um, for me to talk about anyway. Um, because it wasn't, it wasn't covered live on TV when they played. And so I know NFL Network did have a couple of the replays, but they were at odd times. So I didn't really catch a lot of it. But from yeah. what I, you know, um, any of the videos I've seen on it, any of the analysis I've seen on it, the young cornerbacks played well again for the most part. And I'll get, I'll touch on that a little bit later in the episode when we talk about the rosters, but the young cornerbacks played pretty well. Josh Adams had a huge game, which unfortunately he's not with the jets, but that'll be talking about later. Uh, Josh Adams is like a preseason monster. He is, but I think it also, 
it allowed it. I feel like the Jets did a nice job of displaying the players that potentially wouldn't be making rosters. They displayed yeah. the, the other NFL teams. But I really want to go back to that week two preseason game against Green Bay because Zach Wall Street Wilson showed out. And again, it was you can say the, the hype train practice. is rolling. The hype train is rolling it's, on on Wall it's Street. Gaining steam. It is, you know, stock market is up. Um you can say that the Packers didn't play their all of their starters on defense. But that's not his fault. He's playing the defense that the other team's putting out there. And he made that defense, you know, look not so great at times. He was making off-balance throws. We saw a little bit of the off-script that we talked about that we didn't see in the week one of preseason. Yeah. He was very comfortable hooking up with Corey Davis, which is also great to see because he, he loves, loves Corey Davis. Loves he Corey was a big free agent signing. You want to see yeah. him contribute. He loves Corey Davis, yeah. and I'm starting to love Corey Davis. Um, unfortunately, we haven't seen Elijah Moore yet, but that'll come. Let me tell you, I am still upset about Elijah Moore um, that you picked him in fantasy. So we, yeah, we had a fantasy draft for the weekend, and, and Seymour – just came, came out and took and took Elijah Moore like super, super. I mean, for me, it was like I mean, he was on my radar, but it was kind of out of nowhere because I, I mean, reached so, for him. I yeah, you reached reach for him. him. You reached for him. But in retrospect, when he puts up eleven hundred yards and eight touchdowns, is it a reach? No, it. it, it, it I mean, it would, it's not going to be a reach. But <laughs> I just I thought I could get him later. And I thought I could too. And then, you know, the other people in our league kind of talked about rookie wide receivers and rookie position players. So I was like, all right, I'm going to snatch him up. Yeah. All I can. They kind of, they kind of scared me into picking him as early as I did. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still upset about that. And um, he, he was the one player I said, if I get, if I come out of the draft with this, with this player, like I'll be super happy. Cause I, you know, wherever I get him, it's going to be a steal. Yeah. So the one thing I am concerned about the Jets and their performance so far is I feel like their defense isn't looking as good as we expected it to or as we wanted it to coming from. Yeah, it doesn't look like a Robert Saw defense yet. Right, a Robert Saw defense. You know, I mean, the – Second, third string quarterback for Green Bay teared them up at times. Was that Kurt? Was that Kurt Benker? It was. It was. That's my. That's my man. I loved him coming out of Virginia. Well, he actually tore up the Jets defense yeah. at times. And yeah. he can week. get. He can get. He's not a cons- super consistent like game to game, but he can get hot. Oh, he was hot. I mean, you got, I think you at one point they had an eighteen play drive. <laughs> it was a massive drive. I'm not. You know, if it wasn't eighteen, it was fifteen. But. Yeah, but getting getting back to this defense, like I feel like part of the reason why it doesn't look like a solid defense yet is because, like, honestly, like it takes a while to get the personnel right. Right. I mean, they had they had some rocking DBs and some stout D linemen. I mean, they had Fred Warner. Like, I mean, the personnel San Francisco had compared to you guys is, I mean, compared to any team is honestly night and day, especially like last year and the year before when they had Sala. And Sherman and Buckner, like, I mean, that Super Bowl team, like, their defense was insane. Right. 
so like you said, give it time. But I feel like I would like to see that be the strength. Where right now I feel like the strength is Zach Wilson's arm, <laughs> which is weird. No, I, yeah, I, which is kind yeah. of surprising. Yeah. Right. So with that being, I mean, I'm happy with how the preseason closed out. Wilson, you know, had a solid preseason, didn't do anything to make anybody second guess that second overall pick on him. Um, the defense, I want to see a little bit more improvement. But overall, I think the Jets are in a really good spot going yeah. into week one at Carolina. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a fun game. With Sam Darnold, who? Oh, he's a he's a he's a really good quarterback that was was drafted like with Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen and Lamar. Oh, he was a part of that draft class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Him and uh, Atlanta Falcons quarterback uh, Josh Rosen were part of that draft class. Got you. Got you. See, Some I people forget about them. Rosen. I'm sorry, I got Darnold and Rosen confused there for a second. Yeah, but. Why don't we move right into third down? Because we've talked about it a little bit already. The roster cuts, roster moves, um, and what the Giants have done. I think I think people get lost that, you know, like everybody's like, oh, you gotta cut him or you gotta sign him. But like I think it's lost that these are people's jobs too. Yeah. So this is people's dreams and jobs and things they've been, you know. Lifestyles, geograph- yeah. geographical homes. Yeah. You know, so why don't we move into that during third down and we'll talk and you can, I'll let you lead off with the giants cuts and roster moves. What, what did you like? What made you scratch your head a little bit, you know, on both the offensive, defensive and special teams aspects of the field? Yeah, for me, um, honestly, like there wasn't a ton of surprises. I think, I mean, the big one for me was we kept Sam Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, a, cor- a corner. Um, uh, we drafted a few years ago at, uh, with out of the supplementary draft, and um, he was injured his first year, second year. It's hard to get playing time like towards the end, and then he opted out last year. So this is going to his fourth year, and he was injured for part of camp, and honestly, he started like really slow in camp. But um, yeah, we decided to keep him on our fifty-three um, when we're already. I mean. With with the Dory Jackson out, we're not super deep at corner. Like, uh, like we're really deep at safety, but like corner is just a position we like after Brad Barry and the Dory Jackson. Like we're I mean we're just plugging Julian Love in somewhere and hoping like that's gonna work out. Right. Um. So that that was the big surprise for me. Um. I I honestly I liked I like he we keep. We kept a lineman out of Georgia Southern, Raymond Johnson, the third, who came in late. Um, yeah, he really impressed, like, um, the Giants. And, um, yeah, he was somebody that that they, they really – seemed to be picking up steam, like, later in camp. Um, but I think overall, like, the roster, it just kind of showed that, you know, special teams is, is always going to be important under Joe Judge. Right. Well, that's his special, that's his specialty. (laughs) No pun intended. (laughs) Yeah. Like uh, keeping, like when we signed Keenan Cross and we traded for Keenan Cross and from the Texans, like we knew like, he's going to make the, like, he's not going to play any defense for us. He's going to make the roster based off his special teams value. Same thing with CJ board, like CJ board. We, we re-signed him today. 
I think, and then we might have cut him again. I don't know. He's gonna make the roster eventually. It's like one of those like type deals where he's like on the fifth. He's gonna be on the fifty-three man roster like come week one, but we're just, like still like doing like we're, like you talked about that before. Seymour, that roster maneuvering. Right. It's like yeah. you cut him one day, but it's like you bring him into the off coach's office. Hey, we're gonna let you go, but we're not really gonna let you go because we're gonna bring you back tomorrow. Yeah. You know, it's it's just a it's a weird conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So keeping him, keeping Gary Brightwell, I thought Brightwell really didn't flash that much during the preseason in terms of like running. But I mean, he was like getting first team running back reps, reps. And that was, I think, in part because of his special teams value. Right. I mean, the special teams aspect for you, especially as a Giants fan, with Joe Judge being the coach, that's a very highlighted part. Yeah. Your roster. Yeah, and even even some of the guys we picked up today, uh, we picked up Colin Johnson, Justin Hilliard, and Quincy Roche. Um, I'll tell you right now, Justin Hilliard is going to be a key special teams player for us. It might even get some some linebacker reps next to um, Blake Martinez. I mean, he's a guy who can um, – he's from Ohio State, and he can run and cover pretty well. And um, Yeah, he, he can run pretty well, so he's going to be – He's going to be running around on special teams for us with that, with that speed of his. Right. So is there anything that completely caught you off guard in regards to the roster moves? Honestly, I would say some of the trades yesterday. I was, I mean, with Dave Gettleman, like, I think we're seeing like a new Dave Gettleman with Joe Judge. He's like almost aggressive. Yeah. And then I I give it all to Joe Judge just because I I think that Joe Judge is like that's I mean he seems like an aggressive guy where I feel like Gettleman used to sit back and just be like well like they're gonna develop like the players I drafted um, and then you know that, that's how we got in this hole of being like a having one of the worst win percentages within like the last five years is because we waited for guys to develop and we weren't aggressive to find starters when they were, when, when our, like when Eric Flowers wasn't developing, like we weren't going out and like looking for other left tackles. We were just rolling out with Eric Flowers every single week. And somehow we made the playoffs with Eric Flowers at left tackle. Right. You, you were waiting for him to take that leap and he just never did. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with like uh, Rashad Jennings, like a few years ago, like, like he turned out to be like a, a good, like second or third string back, but like, he started for us for like so like multiple years because like we just didn't we don't didn't bring competition in and I'm sure you know that from like the Jets like like you just don't bring competition in and the roster just gets worse or stays the same right exactly I mean it's the roster turnover you you're not gonna they're not championships aren't built on teams that wait for players to develop it's when the players do develop you know, at a faster pace. And if they don't, they're moving on. You know? Right. So. Yeah. And, it, and, I, and sometimes it can be a thing where they like, the players just don't fit your system. So you got you to gotta move on from them. Right. And I think I would completely agree that Gettleman has been more aggressive this year than I've ever seen him. We, so. we traded twice in the NFL draft, something Gettleman's never done before. And it's two tenures of, as a GM. I know. So. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, 
So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty good going into, into week one just with the renewed offensive line. How, how are you feeling, Seymour? How, how is the Jets squad looking? All right. So, for our fourth down topic, we'll talk about the Jets cuts and roster moves. Um, offense, I wouldn't say there were any big surprises. I guess the only thing that kind of had me scratching my head was at one point yesterday on cut down day, the Jets released all of their tight ends except for Tyler Croft, including <sighs> a trade away of Chris Herndon, which they got a fourth round pick in return, which I think is great value for that player. Um, I think Chris Herndon's good. I think he's solid, but he doesn't really he didn't really develop in New York. It's one of those things where we just talked about he wasn't developing. Yeah. That's fine in him. So Joe Douglas was able to flip him for a fourth round pick, which I think was a really good return. Yeah. So that kind of had me like wondering if there was something up the Jets sleeve, maybe with a Zach Ertz trade or something kind of like that. you know, they had just had the joint practices with the Eagles. Now Ertz says he doesn't want to be traded. Uh, yeah, I did. I was going to say, I did see that today. But it's like the Ertz saga is kind of coming to an end. But after they released all of their tight ends except for one, essentially, they kept Trevon Wesco, but Wesco's been playing a lot of fullback. Yeah. But, you know, they, they cut Is all he their your tight only ends. fullback, Wesco? Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. They cut all the tight ends except for Tyler Croft. And then 24 hours later today, they signed back um, Ryan Griffin and Daniel Brown, the other two tight ends of the active roster. So now we're back to three tight ends on the roster. Yeah, this is, that's what we kind of thought. I mean, that's what you kind of thought. Like, this is, the, this is what the Jets' tight end room was kind of going to be. Right, and I think yeah. it's going to be I, – I just didn't – like, like, I was just scratching my head. It, yeah. It didn't surprise me. I know they're not loaded at the tight end position. But it was like, oh, we're going to release all of our tight ends. You yeah. Know? So that one kind of got me. Nothing shocked me across the offensive line. Um, I thought maybe Dan Feeney had a, had a um, chance to being cut or released. He stuck, which I think I think is a good move. As much depth as you can get on the offensive line, as long as you have the roster spots, yeah, that would be huge. Um, I was really happy to see Denzel Mims make the team. Yeah. I don't know why there was so much chatter about him getting cut. It was a weird player to worry about. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I feel like that was almost made up at times. Um, but I was a little shocked to see Jeff Smith stick with the Jets rather than Vincent Smith. Yeah. Um, Vincent Smith got some role with the ones a couple years ago in Adam Gase's first year as a coach. Yeah. Um, and then he had the ab injury last year so he didn't play at all jeff smith did run with the ones last year but i don't believe we had as many weapons as the as they do this year right so it was kind of shocking for me to see jeff smith stick over um vincent smith yeah um once again very happy with the offensive line nothing happened there running backs those were the four i kind of expected i thought maybe josh adams made a late push to make the team but i don't I don't think they're ready to give up on the Michael P. Ryan. I think he showed enough where he can be that power back that they need down by the one, two goal, two yard line. Yeah. He kind of, he gives, he gives you a little something different than the other backs down. Right. So we talk about like filling out a backfield. I, I like the four backs they kept newsflash. 
Zach Wilson made the team. That's good. I, I was afraid that we're going to have to rebrand him off of Wall Street. Job is safe. Yeah. And he'll be backed up by Mike White. Yeah, I was surprised about the Josh Johnson cut and going with Mike White. I just felt like Johnson – I feel like he's the guy he, – he, I mean, he's. I felt like jo- Johnson's capable of stepping in and, and winning you some games where I just – I don't think White's capable of that yet. I was, I was, I was a little questionable on that move as well, but I just don't envision Zach Wilson missing game. <laughs> ever he's gonna play till he's 105 every hey, if if you're right then it doesn't you know it doesn't matter come the end of you know, the season I just obviously quarterback yeah. yes there there are injuries i'm not stupid, right but quarterback is one of those positions where you know there might be less of a chance to get hurt right rather than that wide receiver or that offensive lineman getting rolled up on so yeah, and and cap that is wise, my it was one a lot cheaper to keep White than to keep Johnson. That is my one defensive statement on keeping Mike White over Josh Johnson. Yeah. So, so <laughs> we'll move over to the defensive side of the ball, which has fluctuated a bit. Um, obviously, the Jets had the Carl Lawson in- injury. They went and replaced him with another Lawson and Shaq Lawson. Got him for a six-round pick from the Texans. Love the trade. I know that Shaq Lawson is not, you know, Lawrence Taylor. But at this point in the offseason, to get somebody who has the potential that Shaq Lawson has for a six-round pick, I think that was a really good move by Joe Douglas. Yeah. Um, Jabari Zuniga initially made the team, but he was actually released today. He was oh, wow. a- Third round pick, I believe, in last year's draft out of Florida. Oh wow! So he is. It's one of those players that's not developing, and Joe Douglas is saying, "Hey, you're not looking, not looking like the player we want to fit in our system. Let's give you a chance elsewhere." So, um, there was that. Yeah. Linebackers. There's not much to talk about. The guys who I thought were going to make it, they're all. They're all young guys that Joe Douglas drafted this year with the exclusion of C.J. Mosley. You know his spot was safe. Jared Davis, his spot was safe. They just signed him in the offseason. Yes, he's on IR. Um, And we did actually just add Quinn Williams' brother, Quincy Williams, to the linebacking core to maybe fill in for Jared Davis. Now, cornerbacks is where I have a little bit of um, question marks. Initially, Bless Austin made the team. They released him today, which kind of shocked me because he played a lot last year and he played well. He didn't set the world on fire, but he wasn't yeah. he wasn't a liability out there. Um, but they ended up releasing him today. So they are actually rolling with Bryce Hall, Javelin Guidry, Michael Carter, the second. Brandon Eccles, I'm very happy to see him make the team. I think he's got a lot of potential. Same with Isaiah Dunn, um, an undrafted free agent. Very happy to see those two make the team. And it just seems that Joe Douglas is keeping his guys that he brings in, whether it be the draft or the free agent. Right. Safeties, not much to talk about. You know Marcus May is going to be there. You know LaMarcus Joyner is going to be there. They did just add a safety from the Browns. 
Um, his name is Sheldrick Wet Redwine. Great, great name, great name. Great name. And then special teams, loved it. Matt Amendola, he's the he's the most jack kicker in the NFL right now. Yeah. Really? Floating around the internet with his shirt off, he's got like twenty four abs. I have not seen this guy before. Um, I'll send it to you. It's, oh wow! You could, you could wash your shirt on his abs, like in the old, you know, the yeah. washboards. Yeah, washboard abs, Matt Amendola. So very happy to have him oh. kick the ball for us because even if he misses the field goal, I think he could beat someone up. Oh, he, yep, he's a good looking cat. Yes. Braden Mann, great punter last year. Yeah, yeah, terrific punter. Hennessy, good snapper. And I talked to you about this before the show a little bit. Justin Hardy. So yeah. this is one of Joe, Joe Douglas's free agent signings, which his, I feel like if he played, a offensive or a defensive side position, it would be cornerback, but they, he, they're actually listing him as making the team as special teamer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I thought that was always like a, that's a Belichick move. Like you just keep like three or four players on a roster, like Matthew Slater. I was going to uh, say he might be the jets, Matthew Slater. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I think the Jets roster is kind of what people expected, not a ton of surprises, but they're definitely young. Yeah. So they'll have to see how that, you know, turns the, you know. Yeah. We'll see if that youth is, is able to win some games. You know, I think we see a lot of. I lost some words there, but yeah, I, I tried to come on and save you, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's hard to rebuild when you're young. I think we've seen that out of, I mean, we've seen that out of honestly the jets, like <laughs> we've seen the jets try to build out of young teams and um, we've been building for 40 years. And that's something that I think Cleveland did exceptionally well was um, being able to keep players through like different regime, different regimes and, um yeah because i mean cleveland was a remarkably young team a few years ago and now you know they're competing for being one of the top dogs in the afc after only a few years so i'm about adding key veterans that are going to make a difference and stick around i think that's the big thing i'm just hoping that that uh, my biggest question mark is that defensive um cornerback room yeah so you got, we got to see how those guys develop and if they can run with the wide receivers in the NFL. So now we've gone through each of our team's rosters, each of our team's preseasons. Why don't we take it into overtime a little bit since there's been so much movement and activity around the league and talk about what moves intrigue us the most. And I'm going to let you go first. I'm, I'm, you've, you've left me a surprise on our note sheet. So I'm waiting to, I'm waiting for some big news here out of you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I am, I'm too pumped that, that Trill Williams made the Dolphins roster the corner out of Syracuse. I mean, he, that press coverage. Yeah. Yeah. His press coverage, press coverage. I mean, it's, I, I think coming out last year of the draft, I, you know, I, I get pretty hyped about Syracuse players and I might, you know, 
I might overrate them a bit when I when I grade them well, out. Everybody's got their homer status. Yeah. You know? So I thought he'd be like a day two pick um, last like this past year, and uh, he goes undrafted. And part of that was because of the injuries. He had an ankle that um, that he had some issues with, and that's that's what got him waived pretty after a few days with the uh, the Saints. But the Dolphins quickly snatched him up. And he was on a Dolphins roster that had a lot of experience at the cornerback position, a lot of experience at the safety position, and he made the roster. And he made it. He made it through today too. When they cl- they claimed a corner today, and right. they released Jamal Perry, um, who had a very good preseason. On yeah, Jamal Perry really did a great job this preseason, and but he stuck around today too, and. And and Trill, he's an exciting player. We we saw at Syracuse, he was known for he was known for the, the dramatic plays, whether right. it was stripping uh one of the receivers and and returning a, a fumble recovery a hundred a hundred yards basically to end the Syracuse season, or whether it was returning um in a lateral interception like he was known for the dramatics and and he and but he he didn't get selected in the draft so it was cool to see him go through that journey of being somebody who wasn't really wanted and and now is has made the dolphins 53 man roster i mean he seems to know when to make the big plays yeah yeah he he has an itch for that but some of the other guys I wanted to touch on before we get to we get to get to Seymour's big take here is um yeah so there were some additions today um it, the big I think one of the, the intriguing ones for me was uh, Will Greer signing with the Dallas Cowboys okay yeah I thought that he had I mean I liked Greer coming out but I mean. He's he's a he's a he's a backup quarterback, and um, Dallas cut a bunch of their backups. And but so they're gonna, I guess they liked him coming out of the draft, and he'll be kind of the second or third string behind Dak, and and also behind um, uh, Cooper Rush, who they who Cooper Rush has been Dallas system for, for the Dallas team, right? Yeah, yeah, he's been on he's been in the Dallas system a long time. Well, with Will Greer, I feel like he's a part of that West Virginia backup quarterback NFL yeah. status, you know, and that's not even a dig at Geno Smith. I mean, you know, maybe the Jets messed <laughs> it's up. It's a Geno slight Smith. dig at Geno Smith. Maybe the Jets messed up Geno Smith so bad that he can't be any, a starter anymore, which <sighs> I don't think is true. I think he could be, but it's just, I feel like it's along those lines. Like it's that West Virginia, I don't know, maybe it's just because of that common um college that those two share yeah yeah i mean both were day two picks that um that were projected to be starters um like pretty early in their careers and didn't really develop as much early on i mean we see yeah um but there was another player i wanted to highlight was uh, malcolm perry uh so he's a converted receiver he's a a converted quarterback uh, from navy um, I thought when he was coming out of the draft uh, two years ago, 
I thought for sure, I was like, this guy, he's got New England Patriots written all over him. Belichick is a huge Navy guy. That's where his father coached or scouted. Um, And he was on the Dolphins last year. Um, Kind of, he's a little guy. He's like a 5'8", 5'7", like slot receiver. But seeing him go to New England kind of puts a smile on my face just because I think that's where he was meant to be in, in New England, playing slot receiver for the Patriots. Him and Gunnar Olszewski. Are they going to duke it out, and, and whoever wins is going to get Julian Edelman's slot receiver duties. Those are big shoes to fill, you know, apparently a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Flashing way back to the first we'll see. We'll see if Mac Jones can, uh, can lead them to the playoffs because, like I said, playoffs is what matters. Exactly. And since you gave me that beautiful segue, <sighs> I am going to go with the most popular – cut i think of the entire season so far and that is the new england patriots cutting cam newton now and this is very close to my area since it's the afc east yep i didn't think cam newton deserved to i know that mac jones played a great preseason i'm not saying that i don't know what he did behind closed doors you know, I heard it was even better behind closed doors. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I heard that he was great in all aspects, which obviously made Bill Belichick comfortable just cutting Cam Newton, who honestly didn't have that bad of a preseason himself. Yeah, you know, I don't think Cam Newton really did anything to get himself cut. No, yeah. I mean, I think the only thing he did was he was Cam Newton, you know. Right. And I don't know if he fit the New England way, the Patriot way. Yeah. You know, the only thing that might have hurt him, and it's not his fault, he did he he did his best, you know, like he didn't do anything intentionally, but missing those five days because of that COVID, um, he got the wrong he got a COVID test from someone other than an NFL. Yeah. Did, yeah. Yeah. He didn't you know, get it. He didn't get it. At the whatever you want to call it. Tester. Yeah. You know, so maybe those five days, you know, gave, you know, rubbed some people in the new England locker room towards Mac Jones, which. Yeah. And I think I, it showed think, new England, what they have. I mean, it's kind of showed new England what they have. And Mac Jones, I mean, we hear in the NFL like all the time, like um, the best ability is availability. And I mean, we saw that with Drew Bledsoe on just to use a Patriots reference. Like, just created the, the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we saw that with Drew Bledsoe when he went down, Tom Brady took over and there you go. I mean, I think with looking at this situation, I mean, just like Tom Brady, when, when Bledsoe went down, Belichick wanted Tom Brady to be the guy then. Right. And now he wanted Mac Jones to be the guy. And I, we knew it was only a matter of time before Cam. Right. I mean, even last year we saw Cam play. And being fair, like it was a lot. The roster is a lot. This New England roster this year is remarkably better than last year. Yeah, I was talking to my dad, um, who's also a Jets fan. But he looked at me and was like, they're going to be good again, aren't they? I said, yep. Yeah. You know, 
Yeah, no, they loaded up in free agency and they attacked the draft super hard and they got a lot of difference makers and they got guys back from the COVID list last year. And like this, this is a different roster. And I think they're, they're more in a, the scheme fits a lot better. I felt like with Newton, like, Oh, I think the match have the receivers to attack a lot better than Cam Newton. Yeah. I think, I mean, he looks, he definitely looks comfortable and looks like he knows what he's doing. And he, he, fits, I was, he fits the personnel a lot better than Cam did last year. And, but I was just surprised to see Cam Newton just released, not even like, you know, traded. You know, if I'm New England, I'm trying to get something for them. But I heard a rumor that they actually released him so Cam Newton could choose where he would want to go. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's, I'm just that's saying from a New England standpoint, just releasing him just seemed very surprising to me. I yeah. think Mac Jones wouldn't – I think he's going to be fine. I'm not saying that. But maybe let him – the Jets can't let Zach Wilson sit because they don't have anybody else. But with New England, maybe let Mac Jones sit a couple of games and then and then bring him in. But I will admit, Mac Jones's ball looks a lot prettier than Cam's New- Cam Newton's ball right now in the air when they yeah. throw. So yeah, and that was that was the big thing is that I think a lot of people didn't want to have Mac Jones playing Tom Brady when Tom Brady comes back to Foxborough. I know that's going to be like they're going to flex a Week Four game or whatever that is into Sunday Night Football. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, the, other, <laughs> the other person I want to talk about getting cut. It's actually from Washington. Um, it's the wide receiver Antonio Gandy Golden. <laughs> what a what a name! What a name! I mean, he's golden. Yeah. How can you trust someone like that? I mean, he had a really good preseason. He was making plays all preseason. Yeah, I feel like, and they, you know, maybe he just didn't fit the scheme, but he's gonna latch on to some other NFL team. If he hasn't already, honestly, I'm not sure if he signed somewhere yet. Yeah, I think he signed with their practice squad. Right. But I think we'll see him on Sundays. I think we'll see him on an active roster, and I think we'll see him produce. Let me tell you, Liberty Liberty has surprisingly great talent coming into the NFL very soon. And we'll see that this year with Malik Willis and how he performs. Give me a sneak peek. Yes. I need I need I need to get my draft sneak peek in there. I just I know you already you're you know I see you already you know looking at the NFL draft and I think you're also looking at the next year's fantasy draft already. <laughs> you're still a little sour about not getting that, that, more. <laughs> hey, I'm always looking to the future. I mean, so we we do a few keepers, so like in our in our fantasy league. So like I had to like I went I went and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go be- get a bunch of rookies this year, and they're going to be great in, like, three years. In, like, three years, I'm going to win the fantasy playoffs. <laughs> We're that not was... worried about three years leading up to it. We're yeah. That third year. That third year, I'm going to hit my stride, and everyone's going to break out. Yeah. So, Mongo, we've talked about a lot of Jets and Giants preseason, a lot of Jets and Giants cuts and roster moves, and we've even talked a little bit about NFL roster moves. And I think we've covered everything we can since our past podcast. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think we hit everything. I mean, going into week one, I mean, I think, I think I'm intrigued to see where this, how, how this offensive line changes before week one. 
think I know what we got on defense. It's, you know, like a lot of teams right now, there's a pretty big break between the third preseason game and the regular season. So I'm looking, I mean, I'm like everybody else, I'm looking for players to get healthy that, you know, are on the cusp of playing week one. But for me, like the one thing I can tangibly look at is this offensive line and just wondering who's going to be our starting five. I know a few of them, but like those guard spots are, and that, and those guard spots I'm a little curious about. That's a big question mark for the Giants, where the cornerback position is the big question mark for the Jets. So I'll be interested to see who's opposite of Bryce Hall, who's playing in the nickel, how they're going to cover these big-time NFL wide receivers. Yeah, how they're going to um... – oh, wait, who do you guys have week one? I think Dan, Ardle, Dan Arnold's on the team. Right. We just talked We just talked about that earlier. That's. I think it's Dan Arnold. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, you got – I mean, Robbie Anderson – DJ Moore. It's the Jets Mike South. The Jets South. It's the Jets South. So <laughs> with that being said, we are going to go ahead and sign off. As always, thank you to our millions and millions of fans and be safe out there. Peace out.